been a part of this, man. And I hope you know, I said this last service, I hope you know, uh, God does not have to use us to be a part of his plan. He does not. He can do everything himself, but he wants to invite us in on changing people's lives for Jesus and, and seeing uh, what he can really do. And it's just such a privilege and an honor to be a part uh, of this church doing that, just that very thing. is letting God show us, man, how we can impact the community for him and for Jesus. And, and I just, man, thank you uh, for giving and, and the generosity that goes to these things. And, and, but man, it's just an awesome honor and privilege to be a part of what God's doing. Amen, everybody. Amen, man. It's just awesome. So with that, I want to say hello to all of you. It is so good to see all of you here. Everybody who's watching online or listening to this on demand sometime during the week, it's just so good that you're joining with us. And, and here's my prayer every time, uh, whether I say it or not, my prayer is that I hope God shows up, uh, that he has shown up for you. Uh, and, and I know that he has, everybody. And so my prayer is that it just continues going uh, this morning and that he's continued to working uh, as I'm up here as well. And with that, uh, I want to welcome you to week number two of the series that we are calling Stay Positive, uh, where what we're doing is we are learning uh, about this life with God. Uh, and what we're learning is, is we want to see life differently and uh, how we can stay positive with him. And so like I said last week, this is not a series about the power of positive thinking. That's not what we're going after. That's not what we're doing. But this is a spiritual journey for us that we are looking and seeing what God has for each and every one of us. And, and that when we shift our attention from us and actually shift it to God, that we look at God and how he can do things, he can actually change the way we think. He can change the things that we do uh, and our actions that go along with us. And so, uh, this is not a me-centered thing at all. This is actually a God-centered thing altogether. That's what makes it completely different than any other self-help thing. It's not a self-help. It's, it's just looking at God and seeing what he can do through us. And last week, we kicked this whole thing off by looking at the seriousness of complaining, that we want to curb the complaining because it could be an absolute barrier uh, to how we can stay positive with God. And we talked a lot about uh, this, that, that the more we actually see complaining, there's a correlation here. The more we see complaining in our life, the more it actually points to the fact that we have a deep spiritual problem uh, going on because the more we rejoice in God, the less we will see complaining happening. That's a key to curbing our complaining. And isn't it true, everybody? We have a whole lot to rejoice about when it comes to us and God. Amen, everybody? We have a whole lot more to look at and yeah, to rejoice and praise God about. Two people agree with me. And today... Some of you out there did too. Uh, but today, we're going to keep looking at this, and we're going to look at what I think is an actual key to contentment, uh, and it's this, gratitude. Gratitude. We're going to look at that. Being thankful and actually expressing it is so important when it comes to a with God life and staying positive with God. Because here's the thing that I want to say about this. It is almost impossible to be genuinely grateful and grumpy at the same time. So that's what we want to go after. We don't want to be grumps. We want to be grateful people and we want to look at that. So we're going to look at how gratitude is not only felt but actually, more importantly, we need to see how important it is, everybody, to God and to other people in our lives, and even to ourselves, that it also has to be expressed, okay? So, so I want to start off by asking you a question. Now, you don't have to raise your hand, okay? Uh, out there, you don't have to either. But I want to ask this question. Have you ever in your life been in a period of your life where you would say that you were thankless, right? Have you ever, have there been times where you've just flat out felt ungrateful? Let me ask it this way. Have you ever been a teenager, Yes, right? We all know what it's like to actually go through that. Sure. And here's the deal. Here's what I want to say. Nobody in here, nobody in here would actually think that they're thankless people. 
right? Nobody would say that. Like if I were to, to do a survey and send a survey out to you and just ask, hey, uh, are you a thankful person? It would come overwhelmingly, yes, yes, I'm a very thankful person, right? We all would think that we're thankful. And, and, and in fact, because of that, the first thing that we would do if somebody would either say it or, or if, we, if there's a thought that we would be thankless people, the first thing we would do is we would get defensive about it because we would think, no, 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 I'm a very grateful person. I really am. Uh, and we do this, we get really defensive because here's why. All of us have actually been on the other end of this, that there are things that actually bother us. There are a few things that bother us more than actually the feeling of not being appreciated by other people, right? So we've been on the other end, and we don't want to be uh, known as somebody who's ungrateful. But, but I want to look at that today, and we're going to look at a story today that's going to help us not only see how important gratitude is for us, but also how important of a thing it is when it comes to you and God and how you express it to him. So if you have your Bibles out there watching or in here, if you have them, go ahead and grab those and open them up to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17 uh, is where we're going to be. And so as you're making your way there to opening up to Luke 17, here's where we're going to be. We're going to be in a story with Jesus and, and he's going to encounter a group of people. And here's why we're looking at it today. See, Jesus is going to ask a question that for us is going to put gratitude front and center for us. And he's going to have us actually look at how gratitude should work and how actually everybody, what we want to think about is how we should actually read think maybe what it comes to expressing it ourselves, that we maybe need to rethink how we're actually expressing it to God and to others, okay? So, so let's get to the story. Hopefully you made your way there to Luke 17. We're going to pick this up in verse 11, and here's what it says. It says, on the way to Jerusalem, he, Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, and as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. Okay, so Jesus, uh, he's on his way to Jerusalem. I always say this when we're in these stories where he's on his way there. So what he's ultimately on his way to is where he's gonna uh, be put to death. He's gonna, he's gonna get crucified, he's gonna die, and he's gonna come back from the dead. Uh, but this has not happened yet, so he's making his way uh, to there, and, and he encounters this village. He comes uh, to the border of this village, and he encounters this group, uh, this huddle of people together, and it says they're lepers. They have leprosy, okay? And it says that they were at a distance away from Jesus and from the town, okay? So, so this is what we have to see. This is the visual that we have going on. So uh, leprosy back then uh, was a it was one of the worst things you could actually have back then. Leprosy was one of the worst things. It was thought to be highly contagious, which many times it really wasn't that contagious. But but what we know now about leprosy, they didn't really know then. They just saw the effects of it and they wanted to be away from it. But leprosy uh, is actually a bacterial disease. It's a bacterial infection, and what it does is it actually just, it attacks the nervous system. And, and what ends up going on is, is you lose circulation and, and it starts in your extremities uh, and you lose all that and your skin would turn colors because of that. And what ends up happening, because you can't feel anything, a lot of times it would go untreated, especially back then. It would go untreated uh, and, and what we would normally notice with these everyday bumps and scratch and nicks and stuff, they, that wouldn't be very noticed then uh, if you have that condition and it would go untreated and a lot of times that stuff would get infected and it would get infected to a point uh, where you would ultimately end up losing parts of your body. That's what leprosy really is. And so what people saw back then was the, were the effects of that, uh, and so they were very scared of it, and so they kicked these people out. So people with leprosy, they had to stay away from everybody else. 
And so a lot of times they, were, they found themselves living in communities on the outskirts of town, sometimes miles and miles away from the town. So they were isolated. They were, they were unwanted. It was, it was really like a lot like a death sentence uh, to anybody who had that a lot of way, in a lot of ways. So, so these guys, this group of lepers, they see Jesus, right? They see Jesus, and, and they, they had to have known something about Jesus. And, and what they knew is, is that for, for a little bit of time, uh, word has been spreading about this guy, Jesus, who was doing these amazing things, amazing teaching, teaching about the kingdom of God, and then healing people, doing miracles uh, at this point. So they kind of knew about him. And so here's what it says. So they take a shot. So it takes a shot. Here's what it says. That it, they say Jesus, they see Jesus, and it says, and, and they lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. All right, now in this story, like I, I want us to kind of pick up on some cues that's gonna help us uh, see what's really going on. So one cue uh, that we wanna see here is that they were close enough to see that it was Jesus, uh, but they were far enough away still where they had to yell, right? Because they had to keep their distance and I'm sure they were actually probably used to it. Nobody really came close to them. So they were probably used to yelling, uh, but they, were, they saw Jesus and they were probably talking to each other and they're like, hey, there, hey, there is somebody, say something. Frank, Frank, say something. I'm not gonna do it. And they're like, he's getting away. Say something. It's like, fine, fine, I'll do it, right? And they're like, hey, Hey, Jesus, uh, come help us, right? Come save us, come help us, right? Now, uh, what also we notice here is that a lot of times when you read about Jesus, and I, and I hope you do, I hope you read about Jesus and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when we start reading about Jesus, what well, a lot of times what you see is when somebody asks Jesus for help, what you would see most of the time is he would come to them and he would touch them and he would help them and he would heal them and he'd tell them about God and all this stuff. Uh, so that's what he would normally do, but for some reason, this is not uh, what he actually does. He actually just does something different, and here's what it says. So he, they say, Jesus, have mercy on us, and here's what happens. It says, when, when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Okay? So they yell at him, and I love this. He yells back. I just love that picture uh, of this. Uh, so, so what happens is they, they look at him, they're like, it's gotta be him. That, that, is that him? That must be him. Look at all the people around him. Uh, that's gotta be Jesus. And so they yell, Jesus, have mercy on us. And he yells back, go show yourselves to the priests, right? And Jesus keeps walking. He just keeps going to town. He doesn't touch him, doesn't talk to him, any, anything like that. He just yells right back at him. And so here's a couple things we need to know. So, so in the day, and I'm glad it's not like this today, by the way, and I'll tell you why I'm glad it's not like it was then. But in that day, see, priests, when Jesus said, go show yourselves to the priests, priests were sort of like the overseers of the community, okay? And they had a lot of different jobs. They had a lot more jobs than the spiritual leaders of the community. One of their jobs was actually to verify if someone was healed from disease. And so what they would do, they were the ones that would declare people clean. And so they would have to give them a physical, and they have to check up on them and make sure that they were clean so they could go back in society. And, and here's the thing, like, you know that there were people that were trying to get under the radar. They were totally sick, and they were like, I'm fine, I'm totally fine. And so the priests had to, like, probably, they were checking all kinds of sick people. I know they were. And I'm just saying, I'm glad that's not my job as a pastor. I'm glad that's not my job as your pastor, where I have to check you all to see if you're okay to get back into society. And so here's what I want to say. I'm already going to practice gratitude right now because I don't have to do that. I'm so thankful. So all of you doctors, nurses, healthcare workers that have to do the physicals of people, thank you that I don't have to do that anymore, okay? I'm so grateful for all of you, okay? Thank you. So, so here's what's going on with these guys. What's going on is when Jesus yelled, hey, go, they weren't healed yet. When he said go, they were not healed yet. Nothing was going on that they could show that was new to the priest. There was nothing that happened yet, okay? Uh, and so I don't know how you read stories, but here's what I do. I usually just put myself in the story so I can understand a little bit more. But if you put yourself in these shoes, I mean, these guys were probably thinking when Jesus said, hey, go show yourselves to the priest, they were probably like, uh, 
does he think we need directions to the priest? Like, we know where the priest is, Jesus. Like, we've been there, done that, bro. Like, we don't need directions. We know, we've tried. We won't let us in. We need you to fix us, Jesus. Like, we don't need you to tell us where to go. And so going there right now is a waste of time. Going there, like, they won't even let us in on the gate. We have to ring the leper bell, and they're not even gonna let us in, okay? And so, and I mean, that's where I would be if I was one of them. But thankfully, I wasn't one of them, because here's what they, they don't do that. They don't stop. They don't do anything. Something happened there. Something happened with them, even seeing Jesus at a distance. Something happened when he told them to go show themselves to the priest. And I love how this works, by the way, because this is so key so many times for us and God and seeing God work in our lives. Here's what happened. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. And it says this. This is the very next thing that happens. Nothing happened between this. It says, and as they went, they were cleansed. So, I mean, think about this just for a second, okay? I didn't, I didn't like, there's no words that were missing right there. He said, go show yourselves reason. As they went, they were cleansed. And I want you to think about it. When Jesus said go, nothing happened yet. When he said go, nothing happened yet. But gang, we need to see that something happened. There was something that happened because they didn't get up and go on some crazy chance that something would happen. They've done that before. They tried that before. And they didn't get up because they had any physical evidence of healing yet. They had none of that going on. They got up. They went. Listen to this because they knew that Jesus was different. That's the only reason that they did. They knew, listen, you have to catch this. Something about Jesus had them say, okay, I don't see anything different yet, but yet I'm still going to go. If you're taking notes, and if you don't have a notepad or thing, grab your phones, you know, get on the notepad or however you want. If you're taking notes, I, w- I want us to just write down, this is the first thing that I've noticed. It's just an observation that I had when it comes to me and God, when it comes to what happened here. And this is it, this is for me. Faith says to go, no matter what the results may be. It's just an observation I had. And, and, and God, this week, as I was studying through this scripture, I've, I've taught through this before, but man, something like really rocked me about me and God in my life when I thought about this a lot um, with how they went with how they went. It wasn't the healing that I saw, but it was actually how they went. And, and here's the deal. And again, this just hit me like a ton of bricks this week as I was studying. And, and, and I don't know about you. I really don't know about you, but I'm gonna share something about me, okay? Um, gang, like, I, I really wanna be blessed. I do. Like, I, I want to be blessed. I, I want to be healthy. I don't want, I really don't wanna just always get sick. I don't, I don't want any of that to happen. I wanna have enough. Like, I'm not even saying I want to be rich. I don't want to be I just want to have no complications. Like, I don't, I just don't want to have any worries, no struggles. I want my family to be okay. I want my kids to be healthy. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Anybody tracking with me? Anybody, like, tracking with what I'm saying? Like, it's just something that I want to see happen. But here's what I came to an amazing conclusion of, and I always do, and it's something God reminds you of. Here's the thing. Even though those are the things I want, here's what I hope I understand all the time in my life and what I think you need to know. God doesn't owe me anything, though. Like, that's the truth. He doesn't really owe me anything. He doesn't. Because I'm gonna tell you something about what I actually deserve. Here's what I deserve. Here's what actually we all deserve. We all deserve to be put to death. We all deserve to be put to death and be eternally punished because of the sin that separates us from him. That we all, every single one of us, have rebelled against God. That's what the Bible says about you and me. In the book of Romans, it actually says, just so we're clear, it says that no one is good, not even one. 
And so I know like we go through life and I, unfortunately a lot of Christians still believe this that like, hey man, being good is what it's all about. And, and, and I know a lot of you are good. Actually, that's true. A lot of you might be even better people than me. I actually would concede to that. A lot of you are really, really good and we're good. But here's the problem when it comes to goodness. See, the problem is when you want your goodness to be the thing that gets you right with God, when you want your goodness to be what gets you good with God, see, then what you have to do is you actually have to compare your goodness with God's goodness. And here's how good God is. God is a sinless, perfect thing. He is sinless and perfect. And so here's the standard when you compare yourself to God and nobody else. See, the standard isn't just being really good. The standard for your life is being morally perfect. And gang, I hate to break your bubble. We all fail. We all fail being morally perfect. So here's what I'm gonna say. So, so when it comes to God and because of that, and when it comes to us, God doesn't really actually owe you anything. He doesn't owe you anything. And, and I know this is not a popular message. I know you're not gonna find that on a bumper sticker anytime soon, everybody. Like, I don't think we're gonna, I'm gonna like kill it in sales if I say God doesn't owe me anything. Like, that's just, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna find it. But here's the thing. It's so important for you to understand. This is the gospel, everybody. This is, this is the state that a lot of us were in. And in fact, this is the state where a lot of you are actually currently in because you haven't received this yet. But I'm gonna tell you something. Even though God doesn't owe us a thing, even though he doesn't owe us a thing because of his mercy and his love and his amazing grace, he actually still gave us an amazing gift. Even though he doesn't owe us one thing, he made a way for us to be with him through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. It's an amazing thing that when Jesus died, his death was actually our death so that we could be forgiven. That when we recognize our sin but through that, then when we repent and we turn to him and we accept Jesus, we are eternally redeemed and made right with him. And here's the good news about this, everybody. See, when we get that, like when we start to understand that that's what this life is all about, that it's about God, and it's about, we don't know, but we accept and we understand and we receive all of that, all that I just shared. See, then that should cause something in us if we're Christians and we say we follow Jesus, that that should cause something in us to follow him, listen to me, regardless of what the next result may be. You tracking with me? Regardless of what is about to happen, that we who, because here's why, because we who were condemned to death that we who were condemned to death but are now redeemed and made right, you see, we walk in faith not to get something from God because we already got it. We got Jesus, and that's good news. And so we walk in faith and obedience as a result of not to get something out of, okay? Um, but now, uh, so, so here's the question that I get a lot of people when I hear that. God doesn't owe me anything. So Andy, then, then, then should I still pray for healing to happen? Should I still pray for that result to turn? Should I pray for these things to happen to the front? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely we do that. Because here's what I want to tell you. Like my faith, when I get to that, I want to have a faith that actually who knows and expects God to do amazing things, that God is able to do those amazing things, that he's done it, I've seen it, that he can and he will and he wants good things to happen. But all the same time, here's the thing, here's the balance, the amazing balance we have to have. All the time that I should actually pray for that to happen, pray for healing, pray for these things to happen, that I hold in this balance the same faith that says, but you know what, God, I also understand your will. Like, I understand that your will is for my eternity to be sealed, and that that is enough, and that you don't actually owe me anything. And, and so that actually gets us in a way where, where I'm, just, I'm just settled on Jesus. I'm settled on Jesus, and not the next thing that may be. That, that, that whatever happens, whatever that next result may be, it will not determine my faith in him. I love uh, what it brought to me front and center, this story in the book of Daniel. A lot of you know this, this, this story, and it's something that I want to sort of emulate. It's something that I want to be my, my life to be about. Uh, and a lot of you know about these three guys uh, that, that they lived in the land. This is when, when the book of Daniel, uh, these, these foreigners were living in a land that didn't worship God. They actually worshiped the king. And these three guys, like, they, they loved God who made them. And, and so one day, they said, you have to worship the king. And these three guys said, no, we, we can't worship the king. We're only worshiping our God. And so they got in trouble, and the king said, You're, I'm gonna have to put you to death. 
if you don't worship me. And they said, that's fine. You're gonna do whatever you need to do. Uh, we're not gonna bow down to you. We're not gonna worship you. And, and he actually liked these guys and he was trying to get them a way out. He's like, okay, if you just do this, like, no, we're not gonna compromise. And he goes, but we're gonna, we're gonna burn you up. And so they got ready to burn him up. And the king actually said to these three guys, he goes, man, I hope your God rescues you. I hope your God rescues you. And here's what they end up saying. I love this. This is what I want my life to be about. They say, listen, king, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. And regardless, he's gonna rescue us from your power no matter what, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we wanna make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. I love that. I love that. Like, that's what I want my life to be about, that the God we serve is able. Everybody, I want you to know something today, that your God is able, that he is able to do amazing things, that our God is actually able to rescue us, that our God is able to reconcile a disaster of a marriage that nobody would give a shot. I've seen it happen here. I've talked through people, we've walked through it, and we've seen marriages that get totally repaired. Our God is able to break the bondage of addictions that we just saw in the video. Like, he is able to do that. I've seen it in the celebrated recovery. I've seen it through here that our God is able. Our God is able to actually supernaturally heal the sick. I've seen it happen. It's happened. I've seen it happen before, and it will happen again. Our God is able to go to the deepest, darkest places with his life and change people's heart forever. Our God is able to change every heart in the entire world. If you walk away with anything today, I want you to walk away with this truth that our God is able. Anybody in here believe that today? Anybody in here want to say amen to that, that our God is able? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. We believe that. We believe it. But the, here's the question that we have to answer, and, it's, and they answered it. But it's the question is this. The yes, our God is able. Here's the question for a lot of us this morning, straight up, is what are you going to do with God when things actually don't work out? What are you gonna do with God? Even though he's able, what are you gonna do when things don't work out? And see, these three said, listen, man, listen, we settled it. Like, we're already settled. Like, like, we know who our God is. We know that he is able to rescue us, but I love this, but even if he doesn't, they just said it straight up. Even if he doesn't, we will gladly march to our deaths, worshiping, rejoicing the God who made us. I love that. I love that. They didn't know, and here's the thing, gang. They did not know what God was about to do. They had no idea whether they were gonna live or whether they were gonna die and what their faith was gonna actually have in store for them. But they were settled on the answer to the question of what if things don't work out the way I want. They were settled on it. And here's what I wanna tell you, and here's the thing. Many of you know this. Many of you who are faithful to Jesus know this, and some of you may need to hear this. Like, you might not get better on this earth. Like, it might not happen. We may suffer, Jesus says that, that we will suffer. We, we may not get that diagnosis reversed. Gang, I hope you know, and I just want you to know, and I want you to see uh, with your own eyes in the Bible, like Jesus didn't come just to make everybody physically okay. Like there were way more people that Jesus didn't heal when he was here on earth than he did heal. I hope you know that. That's not the reason he came. He came for a bigger, better, eternal thing that that wasn't just for our physical benefit. So in this life, we will not always get the result we want, but you get Jesus, that's the whole point. That's the gospel. That's the, if you get with Jesus, ultimate, eternal, forever healing that can never be taken away from you. And listen to me, that's good news. Amen, everybody? That's good news. And that should trump anything that tries to enter in and convince us that God owes us anything because he doesn't, but he still gave us Jesus. It's amazing. So just thought you should hear the gospel for a minute. So back to the story. 
You're not going in. We have time. So back to the story. So Jesus, these guys, like Jesus says, go show yourselves to the priest. And so these guys, like I love this. Uh, for these guys, I don't know why. Again, if you read, Jesus didn't heal everybody. But for these guys, and I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was in the first step. I don't know if it was in the first. I don't even know. We don't know how far away they were from this village. But here's what happens. Uh, when they start to go show themselves to the priest, uh, what happens is on their way, something happened on their path that their prayers got answered. And these guys, they got healed. Now, if the story ends right there, it's a great story. But if you've been here under my teaching, you know that it never ends right there. There's always something more to that because Jesus never ends right there. And, and because, and again, this message is about thankfulness, so let's keep going. Again, if that ended there, it'd be a great story, but, but it keeps going. So they got healed, and here's what it says. I love this. It says, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. And so I love the picture of this, right? You got a picture of these 10 guys. They're like, okay, man, he said, go, let's go. And they start walking. And again, we just don't know when, but all of a sudden they just start noticing change. They start noticing these things happen. They start feeling different. They start feeling circulation moving, probably for the first time in a long time. They start to see their skin changing colors, right? And the looks that must've been happening, the shock that was on their faces with all these years of pain and turmoil and rejection going away before their eyes and the feeling starts to come back again. And, and it's just overwhelming for them. It's just overwhelming. I couldn't imagine the feeling they would have, but here's what I love. But one guy, one guy, it's a great picture. What he does is he circles back. Is that he just sees it and he circles back. He went back to the one who got him there. He turned back to Jesus and he got on his feet and he wanted, he needed to say one thing and here it was, thank you. That's it, thank you. He recognized, gang, listen to me, it's so important for you to see this. He recognized that what the state that he was currently in was a result of what Jesus did and had nothing to do with his walking. And so he had to circle back. And here's what I wanna tell you. For anybody here who wants to listen, who has ears to hear, if you are a Jesus follower, if you're someone who would say you're a Christian, you're someone who would say, yes, like I've been changed by the gospel that you just talked about, then here's the thing that's important for us in our lives. We have to realize, this is actually, this is true for everybody. For those of us who follow Jesus, it's super important to understand that you gotta realize that where you are is not the result of only you doing. That where you are is not the result of just you being awesome. That every time you see where you are, you should be able to look back and see God's mighty hand in your life. And that you should see God's sovereignty and you should see God working. And every time also, just, just to put a cherry on the top, you should also see people that helped along the way for your life. And so this guy, you know, he hadn't seen his family in who knows how long, who, had, who hadn't even eaten a meal at his house and who knows, he probably didn't even know where he lived anymore. Like he had no idea, he didn't have to ring the leper bell anymore. Like I couldn't imagine how quickly he wanted to get there. But this guy, like he just had to do it. He circles back first and he had to say thank you to Jesus. And so let's keep reading uh, because again, uh, Jesus is about to ask a question here that I think is gonna be really important for us to see. So here's what he asked. He asked a question to this guy. I don't think it was actually fair to ask this guy, but here's what he said. Then Jesus answered, we're not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. And so I love this because Jesus goes, uh, thanks for the thanks, but where's your buddies? 
Like, I love, you know, and I don't know if you've ever been in a position, like, have you ever been in a position where you're the one who did the right thing, but you actually have to answer for somebody who did the wrong thing? Like, that's not fair. It's like, I did the right thing, and so I couldn't, you know, that, don't you hate that when that happens? So this guy, like, it's probably awkward for him. He's like, I'm the one who came back. And so he had to answer for his buddies. They were gone. They were long gone. But, but here's what I want you to catch. This is what I want us to see, and this is why Jesus asks the question. It's so powerful to understand. See, if we went up to the nine guys, if we went up to the other nine, and we asked them, hey, are you you thankful they would have said are you crazy yes I mean of course I'm thankful look at me I'm healed like I could go into town I can't wait to see my failure are you crazy like I'm yes I'm thankful I mean I can walk around I don't have to ring the leper bell anymore do I really have to say it and plus I've been this way for so long I deserve it so I mean does he really need to hear thank you I mean she's my employee I pay her to do that job. I mean, does she really need to hear, thank you? I mean, we've been married forever, and I do laundry and dishes. Isn't that thanks enough? I mean, do I really need to say it to him? Do I really need to say it to her? Right? Hey, you're my mom. That's what moms do. It's your job to take care of me and drive me and feed me and clothe me and help me and cry for me and worry about me. Like, that's your job. Do I really need to say thanks for all that? And all the mothers said amen, right? I mean, but you, hey, you're God. You're God. I mean, I know you know that I'm so thankful for Jesus. So I really need to say it. And right here, Jesus is telling something really important to us. And it's important to me. It's, so, it's become so important to me that it's actually become in my life, it's become a principle that I want to follow. It's a principle that I want to define my life at, by. And it's this, if you're taking notes, is that gratitude isn't complete until it's expressed. That's a principle that we got to live. That gratitude won't be complete until it's expressed. Because here's a question that we have to answer. The question that we have to look at is this. See, of the 10 lepers who were healed, which one was thankful? And the answer is, it's just the one who came back. That's the answer. It's the one who came back. It's the one who circled back to say thank you. Because, gang, here's the point. Here's the bottom line of the day. It's not enough to feel thankful. It has to be expressed. It's not enough just to feel it. It has to be expressed. And here's what's so important when it comes to us and God. See, here's why we need to really understand this in our lives. And again, I already told you earlier this morning, like we, we, we kind of let ourselves off the hook here. Like if I ask everybody if you're a thankful person, we would all say, well, yeah, I'm thankful for sure. But I want us to really think about this. I want to challenge ourselves to look at that because this is why it's so important with us and God. See, with every single blessing that comes your way from God that doesn't turn into praise, it will turn into pride. With every single thing that comes your way, that is from God, and by the way, just to clue you in, everything's from God, that we don't turn into praise, it will turn into pride. That whatever we don't say thanks to God about, it will eventually become something that we think we earned, that we deserved, and so why would I say thanks? Because I did the work, I worked hard, I did it all, and listen to me, we become ungrateful people. But here's what I wanna say, the more we say thanks, the more we do it, the more we spread that word around to God and to the people we love and the circle of influence that we have, the more we actually say that, see, listen, the more it will actually prove that actually, listen, I know that I don't deserve everything I get and I'm willing to actually be grateful to the people around me. That's, but, but here's the thing, gang, the opposite is true as well. The less I say it, the less I express thank you, it, the more it proves how entitled I am and that you should just be thankful that I'm around you because I'm awesome. See, that doesn't sound great, does it? Nobody wants to be defined like that, but that's what happens when you don't have the presence of saying thank you. That's what actually happens. It becomes this entitled thing where you're like, man, I'm so great. You should be thankful to be around me, and nobody wants that. Because listen, if you don't communicate, regardless of how you feel, 
They'll feel unappreciated. They'll feel like you're not grateful. And here's what I want to say. Saying thanks closes the loop. That's as easy as I can say it. Saying thanks closes the loop. So here's our takeaway, real simple. This is how we respond. This is, if you, again, if you want to follow God, if you want to, man, stay positive with him, again, that's all I can do is just invite you to do it, put it in front of you and say, just consider it with, with what we studied and what we looked at. But if you want to do this, if you want to be in this with, life, uh, with God life, uh, here's how we respond to God first and also to others around us. If we want to be people who are changed and grateful and moving positive, it's the declaration we make. And here it is, just real simple. Then I will be the one who circles back. I'm just gonna be the one who says thank you. Gang, listen to me, everybody. We need to put that in our vocabulary way more. And I'm gonna challenge all of us here. I think we actually need to put it in our vocabulary way more with the people who are really close to us as well. Like, we just gotta put that way more, right? I mean, it's why we come to church, isn't it? Like, I, honestly, I said this last week. I hope you don't come to church just to listen to me because that's a bummer. Like, honestly, like, I'm not that great. Like, I hope you come. And here's the thing. I don't want you walking away anytime when I'm up here teaching. I know, Chad, everybody up here feels the same way. I don't want you walking away going, man, that was a great teaching. I want you walking away worshiping God. That's what I want because that's why we come to church. We come to church not to say, that was a great teaching, that was great. We come to say, man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's why we come to church. With my spouse, man, I want to say thank you. I want to circle around and say thank you. I'm so appreciative of everything you do for me and for my kids and for everything. Listen, when mom and dad pay for dinner, we say thank you. They'll probably pass out, so pick them up after you say thank you. But when they pay, say thanks for paying, dad. Like, they'll just, they'll just pop right down off the floor, man. Just, like, be careful. Be ready to catch. For parents, for parents, man, don't complain about your kids. Man, thank God for your kids. Look at what Psalm 127 says. It says this, man. It says, children are a gift from the Lord. They're a reward, a reward for him. I'm gonna be honest with you. I had to write this down on a note card. Okay, like I have to look at that all the time. Like I have to be like, yeah, you're right, God. Uh, I love them. Like, but it's, it's, they're such a gift. I wanna thank God for my, my kids are great. I, I do love them. Um, I joke, kind of. But as a pastor, I mean, listen, as a pastor of this church, I, I really, I love the opportunity to tell you this. I love, I love you guys. I love you guys. And guys. I, love, I mean, I, I'm, it's just an honor to be a pastor of this church. Like, I'm so thankful that I get the, the privilege of doing this and being able to teach. And, and here's the thing. You guys all make it so easy. I'm so grateful for, for you guys all telling me things like that. I'm so encouraged by hearing you. And the fact that I get to hear from some of you that just say I was, I was a help in how you are, are working with God and, and your journey with God, that, that I was helpful in your walk with God. I love that. I love hearing that. I really do. It's it's amazing to hear that, but here's what I want to tell you. That actually, even though I love hearing that from all of you, that's not actually what makes me feel so appreciated. It's not what makes me feel the most appreciated. I don't really feed off of other people saying that, but I'm going to tell you something. When my kids say something like that, man, when Courtney says something like that, oh man, I'm telling you, it's powerful. I feed off of that with my kids and my wife. The other day, actually, uh, and Courtney does this a lot. She really does, but the other day, I just remember when I was writing this, uh, Courtney came up to me and said something to me about a sermon that I taught. And she just said, hey, I want to let you know that really hit home with me. And there are some things I really need to think about and change in my life. I just want to say thanks. And I mean, to hear that from her, everybody, like to feel honored and appreciated by my wife like that, who hears me, I probably said it about 18 times to her before I did the message, right? <laughs> like, hey, what do you think about this? But I mean, for her to say that, I'm telling you, man, just to feel that appreciation, it's, I love to have that kind of admiration from the people that I love. It just means the world. And listen to me, everybody. Here's what I want to tell you. Could you imagine if that's all your heavenly father just wants to hear from you sometimes? that you go outside and you just see a landscape or you see a sunset and you just go, God, that's all you. That's all you. It's so beautiful. You're amazing, man. Thank you for that. Thank you for that sunrise. It's amazing. That the air you breathe in 
It's like, God, that's a gift. You don't have to give me. You're not guaranteeing anything in my life. Every breath is a gift. Thank you. For Jesus, man, you, I, I, just, I, I heard what Andy said, man, I deserve death, but you gave me life through Jesus. Man, thank you. I'm so thankful for you just to honor God with like sincere thanks. What if that's all he's looking for sometimes from you? Man, we can do that. And so we choose, listen everybody, those of us in Christ who wanna stay positive with God, so then we choose to circle back. Amen, everybody? We just choose to circle back and say thanks to God and say thanks to the people around us. And so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna end with just three questions that I want you to ask yourself. And, and you, you can remember, but maybe write them down. Here it is. Just three really easy questions. So who needs to hear thanks from me? Easy. Who needs to hear thanks from me? Here's the second one. And who have I assumed they know, but I haven't expressed it? Who do I assume knows, but I just haven't said it? And here's a third one. What am I gonna do about it? Is it your spouse? Is it your coworker? Is it your kids? Is it your aunt? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Is it God? Who is it? And how are you gonna close the loop? Not just today, but for the rest of your life. Who are you going to say thank you to? Let me pray for us. I want to pray for us. If, if, if you just want to take a minute, I want to give us a minute before we pray. I want to, if you bow your heads, close your eyes, I want to give you a minute right now, just in this moment. I, I, here's what I want to do. I want us to put this in practice just right now with just you and God. Like, I want you to do it with others, but I just want you to take a minute with God right now, just in this next few minutes. And here's what I want you to do. I just want you to take a minute and just think about some things that you're thankful to God for. And then just say thanks. Maybe it's for Jesus. Maybe it's where you live, what you have, the luxuries you take for granted, the family that we love. Whatever it is, just, just do that for a minute. And we'll, let's just pray thanks to God for a minute. God, thank you. I pray that this, this Thanksgiving does not stop here. But I want to just come together. I want to I pray something thanks right now for, for all of us. And, and, and I just want to represent all of us. I want to say thank you for what, who you are. Thank you that you don't give us what we deserve. Thank you that you desire for us to have a changed life through the life, death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that, that there are those of us in here who have received that gift. And I pray for those who have not that they can start to take steps towards uh, receiving that through repenting and, and turning their life over to you, surrendering their sin over to you for, for what you've done. But we just thank you for, for giving all that and let us as changed people uh, be changed and, and say thank you as a result of this. And, and I just pray that we see your invitation to, to do some things about it. Give us the courage to say thank you. I pray right now for, for my brothers and sisters in this room and who are watching uh, that, that maybe there are some of us as we're thinking through this that, that there are some streaks of thanklessness in our lives that we just see it, we've sort of been exposed to us a little bit. Again, give us the courage to just accept that and then, and then maybe see some people special in our lives, to see you in our life and actually say, I mean, I gotta, I gotta express somehow. Help us have the courage to figure that out and, and answer that question of what am I gonna do about that? Help us, we love you, we need you, we thank you so much for everything you've given, every blessing you pour out, we wanna turn into praise. And so we thank you all together in Jesus' name. We pray, we all said, amen.
Amen.